Hey, what's up, everybody? Paflin here, and welcome to episode 726 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. As always, I'm here to help you by answering your online business questions five days a week. All right, now here's today's question from Brandon. Hey, Pat. My name is Brandon Shaw. I have a blog and podcast at startupmusician.co, and my question for you is this. At what point should you develop your first product to sell to your audience? I've had my blog for just about a year, and I've gotten a lot of great feedback and some decent traffic, and I have ideas for digital products to sell through my site, but I don't know if it's too soon to start selling to my audience. Do I need a certain number of visitors per month or comment like engagements uh, on blog posts, number of email subscribers? What are your thoughts on timing of when to start selling a product through your blog? Thanks so much. Looking forward to hearing the answer. Love everything you do. You're awesome. Thanks. Hey, what's up, Brandon? Thank you so much for the question. I appreciate this. And I think a lot of people will appreciate this too because this is a question that likely is to be on a lot of people's mind. At what point do you start selling to your audience? Now, if you've built an audience first, uh, you know you actually don't really need a very large audience in order to sell because who knows, there might be some people in that small audience of yours that could truly use your help and you can use their help to create a product that would then serve all the other people that are coming in the future. One thing that I wish I did sooner was create products of my own. This is across all of my websites. I wish I had gotten started selling sooner. And there's a lot that goes into that. There's there's the mindset of, well, am I qualified to sell? Am I going to sell something that's actually useful? And I have a actually a great book about how to validate your product ideas. And this goes for people who are just starting out or people who have had businesses and audiences already. You can validate your ideas and make sure that they're ones that your audience is going to pay for first before you actually spend all that time and money and effort actually developing it. So even before you develop, you should first test your product idea. And one thing I would recommend doing is actually trying to uh, get an audience into a webinar where you're giving away free information about this thing that you're you're putting together or, or this kind of information that you have to offer. And here's the thing, if you can't get anybody to sign up for a free webinar to learn more about this, then that's a good sign that, well, that's not a good idea and that's not something people are interested in. But if you do get a webinar with a lot of registrants and you have a lot of engagement during that, you can at the end of it, and this is what my book kind of leads into, uh, it, you, you can sell your idea even before you create it. You can get a founding members group or a, or, or a bunch of students who are there going to be, or, or who are going to be the first round of you know, for lack of a better term, beta users who are going to help you actually create this course with you or help you develop your product. Or It's very much like Kickstarter, right? They're pledging money for an idea that hasn't even been made yet. And just to essentially vote that, yes, this is something that they want. And you know what? The people who create Kickstarter campaigns that fail, it's actually a good thing for them because they know they have to go back to the drawing board or, or try something different. They didn't spend all that money, time, and effort manufacturing something yet because they weren't able to gain that audience and to, to, to get those pledge uh, dollars for it. So how much of an audience do you need? Well, I would say that if you have an email list of 100 people, that's enough for you to potentially have an idea that you can then sell to them. And yeah, you're not going to get 200 customers in your first go around. I mean, that could potentially happen. And I've seen it happen before, even with small email lists. We've talked about small email lists quite a bit. Uh, Brian Harris did a podcast episode with me back uh, a while ago. 
and he's over at videofruit.com. He talks a lot about how he's helped people and even himself with some of his other businesses with small email lists have been able to make big-time dollars. Uh, so there's a lot of things you can do there. I wouldn't let the audience size stop you, Brennan. I would just start to utilize that audience. And because it's small, you actually have an advantage because you're able to chat with these people. You're actually able to connect with them one-on-one and ask them questions like, what are you struggling with? What's something I can help you with right now? And like I said, if you can get a few people onto a webinar, for example, or start to direct message a few people who are interested in a particular topic, you can then say, hey, if you want to be one of the first 10 members of my new course, or do you want to be the first 10 to actually take part in this this product that I'm creating? And if yes, if I get 10, I'm going to do it. If not, then I know it's not something I should do. And that's a quick and easy overview of what I talk about in my book, Will It Fly?, at willitflybook.com. Uh, but at what point should you develop your first product to sell? I think as soon as possible. And that's, that's I would say, if you want to put a benchmark to it, 100 emails on your email list. You can begin to start determining what it is that you could sell. And again, from that point forward, you're just adding zeros to your email list and dollars in your pocket if you have something that's actually serving your audience. So, Brandon, I hope that answers your question. Best of luck to you. And I want to send you an Ask Pat t-shirt for having your question featured here on the show. And for those of you listening, if you have a question that you'd like potentially featured here on the show, just head on over to askpat.com and you can ask right there on that page. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. And here is a quote to finish off the day by Mina Kapoor, the founder of Oye Help. I asked every stupid question in the book because that's the only way to learn. Cheers, take care, and I'll see you the next episode. Bye now. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.